test, 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 test the jacks did. This episode is brought to you by the Parlor Hair and Body Salon. With a quick reminder, it's okay to take time for yourself. Hi, I'm Chelsea B. And for those of you who don't know me, let me introduce myself. I'm not a life coach, a therapist, or a certified anything really, except like CPR and first aid. <laughs> Heck, I don't even have a college degree. I am, however, a regular old human with a huge heart and problems, just like you. If you're looking for a podcast to solve all of life's mysteries and show you how to become super successful, you're in the wrong place. This is Beyond the Picket Fence, a podcast that tells the behind the scenes of people's lives to remind you that no one is perfect. This is officially your invitation to take a break from trying to keep it all together. Let's get real. If this is your first time here, please don't start with this episode. Go back to one of the numbered episodes because that's a better intro into what my show usually is like. Today is just a heart-to-heart to wrap up 2023 Heart Month. Either way, welcome. Hello, I am here with my little heart warrior, Jackson. Do you want to introduce yourself? Mm-hmm. Hello, my name is Jackson, and I like green and blue and purple and my favorite food is pizza and macaroni and I like lions. This week I sat with my cute little heart warrior himself and had a little heart to heart. Jackson is five and as we started talking about his congenital heart defect, it opened my eyes to how little he really knows. Actually, both of my kids didn't even realize what a heart defect meant. I do want to share some of this conversation with you guys, but it also has been weighing on my heart that maybe I need to be more careful in sharing Jackson's personal stuff. While he's only five, it's still his story, and it became clear to me that he doesn't really understand what's happening to him. It's just his life. Honestly, I'm the one who's more traumatized than he is at this point, and either way, he deserves to write his own story. For that reason, I'm not going to share the entire interview. I'm going to practice what I've been learning from all of you amazing people and keep some of these things close and personal. Look at me. I'm learning. All right, Jackson. So what do you know about your heart? Mm, uh, I had to break it open. You had to break it open? Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Why? Because you had a big hole in your heart and they had to fix it. Did I go to sleep? Yeah, you went to sleep for a long time. Do you remember feeling any pain? Mm-mm. That's good. I remember a picture and I was snuggling with my stuffy. Yeah, do you know how long you were in the hospital? How? Three months. Three months. That's crazy, huh? How long did I have to stay in there? Well, when you were born, you stayed in what's called the NICU. Do you know what that means? No. That's where the babies go and stay. The the neonatal intensive care unit. Do you know what intensive care means? No. It means you need a lot of help to live normally. People have to feed you and bathe you and help you stay healthy and strong so you were there for 16 days and then you came home with us for four months and you went in and you went to sleep 
and then you stayed in the hospital for three months. You know what three months is? How long? Like all of Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wow. What else do you know about your heart? Mm, that you had three heart surgeries. As you can see, his understanding is, well, age appropriate. It does kind of make me worried for the future, to be honest. Will he ever want to go back and fill in these gaps? I guess I just have to let it unfold. Some things you just can't prepare for. And if I can be really vulnerable and honest with you right now, what the heck? Here I am, six years later, still healing from all of the trauma of losing him for 36 minutes, and he's not even wasting a moment thinking or worried about his heart. Of course, I'm so happy about that. I wouldn't have wanted him to remember his pain, and I don't want him feeling held back by his heart diagnosis. I am so happy he is so well. And, at the same time, how I wish I could have been sedated. How I wish I didn't remember. I'm so grateful I didn't have to experience the grief of really losing a child. And 36 minutes of seeing my son dead really messed me up. My brain broke. I am broken. The other day, I met a man who shared with me how one of his three children passed away when they were all young. His daughter, the sister, was there when his mom found her brother face down blue. He mentioned how his adult daughter now calls herself broken. He said she talks about it in a bad way. She was only eight when she saw her little brother pass away, and she has been broken since eight years old. I broke when I was 24, but I still relate. I don't know that you ever unsee a blue baby. While talking to this man, before I knew it, this sentence jumped out of my face. I said, you know, I'm broken too, and I think it's better that way. Because I'm broken, I have more capacity to love, to serve, and to connect. I might even venture to say that maybe even broken Chelsea is better than the other Chelsea. Broken Chelsea is thoughtful, empathetic, compassionate, patient. Yeah, a little depressed sometimes, but by golly, I am a good person. Sometimes, though, I do worry that Jackson hears me talking about this stuff too much, and I wonder how that will affect him. Do you hear me talk about your heart a lot? Mm. No. That's good. Have you ever heard me talk to someone about your heart? No. Really? That's cool. (laughs) Who knows if that is true, but it made me feel pretty good. (laughs) I'm so glad it's not on his mind all the time. This kid gets a pretty average five-year-old life. That makes my mama heart happy. As we kept talking about possible future surgeries, his demeanor began to change, and I could tell either his attention span was up or he was starting to get a little emotional, possibly a mixture of both. So before I let him go, I asked one more question. What is his advice for people who have hard stuff in their life that they have to do? I'll say, even if you're scared, you could still do it. I love that. Out of the mouth of babes. Well, Jackson's heart defect happened to him, and I realize it's his story and his defect, I'm going to venture to say it happened to me too. Being the loved one and caretaker of someone with medical needs is a lot. I'm not grieving a lost child. However, I'm grieving the idea of a healthy child, a life where the thought of your child's heart giving out at any moment doesn't live in the back of your mind constantly. The life where your child eats a blue sucker or popsicle and he just 
eats a fun snack, where you aren't reminded that his lips being blue is a sign of heart failure, not to mention that triggering image of him blue, lifeless, in a bed. Yes, our life is blessed and incredible, and we love every second we are together Earthside as a family. And there's a constant wait that's always taunting me in the back of my mind. When will his valve give out? Will he grow? How long will his pacemaker battery last? Is his body going to remember all of this trauma? How does this affect his future? Will he understand why he can't play football? Will he feel held back? Am I doing everything I can for him as his mother? Sometimes I worry that I've dwelt on this for too long. Am I the girl who keeps harping on what broke me? And I guess my answer to that is yes. <laughs> and I don't want to let it go. Because in this event in my life, I learned how important it is to lean into uncomfortable emotions. I learned how it's okay not to be okay. And I learned how no one has a life without something that didn't go as planned. I realized someone needs to start talking about these things so that we can invite others to do the same. Because I saw how fragile life is, I learned what really matters is human connection and I don't want to waste this life by not enjoying it. There's all these unspoken rules when you want to be successful in life. Take momming. It seems like we need to look good, have a clean house, make sure we have self-care taken care of, schedule out everything in a working system, cook, provide fun, make money on the side if the family needs it, volunteer at school, etc., etc., etc. Take podcasting, for instance. To be successful, I'm supposed to have a website and consistent emails, an online community, written out blogs of each episode for my SEO, post consistently on every social media platform available, YouTube videos, and by the way, you don't get paid until you have like 10,000 downloads a month. The list goes on and on, and holy moly, I cannot do all of it. Don't get me wrong, I'm not quitting, and I'm not not willing to work. I'm just overwhelmed by all of the unspoken rules in life. And that's just two examples. But because of my trauma, I choose to put my foot down. It's time to start standing up to these crazy societal rules. No more. I want to help pave the new path where... Success is individually defined. There's not one right way to do things. However you're doing it is just fine. Can we just enjoy the journey and love on each other along the way? If I come across as a person who is stuck in my trauma, that's okay with me. Because of my trauma, I choose to try with all my might not to sweat the small stuff. If it sounds like I'm trying to convince someone, it's me. <laughs> I just watched a movie and the dad had a five-year plan to make it big, then spend time with his kids. His friend said, that's a lousy plan. Find time now because the only thing you'll find time for later is regret. I love these types of reminders and so I continue to try to have grace and patience with myself and let each day be whatever it is. I was toying with the idea of interviewing my whole family for this episode so I did try to talk to my daughter Charlie about being a sister to a heart warrior. She, like me, is a little more traumatized and I'm seeing the effects in her life recently. I didn't feel comfortable sharing her conversation either, as I realized it's too difficult for her to talk about. So when her audio didn't record clearly, I took it as a sign that that needed to stay private. But I will share this one piece of advice that she shared, because she asked me to. What if would you tell someone who's going through something hard? It's gonna be okay. Do you hear that distrust in her voice as she says it's gonna be okay? It breaks my heart. And the truth is, it isn't always going to be okay but I do believe it's going to be what it's supposed to be. Will we all, in one way or another, be broken? I think so. Whether or not everyone is open to sharing it, I believe there's a little bit of brokenness in each of us, and I think it's supposed to be that way. If we were all perfect, we wouldn't need each other, and I believe 
We are here for the whole. We are all in this journey together, walking each other home. And it's scary. And I'm so grateful for the person I'm becoming because of the heart story in my life. I hope you enjoyed Heart Month. And remember, even if you're scared, you could still do it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll miss you till next time. But if you need more, no worries. You can go back and listen to the entire first season if you missed it. And or connect with me on Instagram at Beyond with Chelsea, where you never know what's going to happen next. <laughs> Link in the show notes. And remember, lead with kindness because you never know what's going on for someone beyond their picket fence. <laughs>